the vast sea of podcasts on the web. 99.99999% of them are boring at best and predictable at worst. <laughs> Excuse me. Whew. Can we open that? Can we open the door? This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. Everything and nothing all wrapped into one. From current event discussions to talking about... Wait, 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 wait. Squirrel! <clears throat> Where was I? From current event discussions to talking about YouTube and throwing two middle fingers in the air to political correctness. Suck. Suck. It. It. Yes, we've lost our damn minds. And if you haven't lost yours, turn this podcast off. Now for the crazy motherfuckers that stayed. This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. And now your hosts, Buttercream and Grits. Yo, 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 Buttercream, what's happening, Big Daddy? We back in the land of the gourmet marshmallows. You know what they have in the land of gourmet marshmallows, Grits, besides gourmet marshmallows? A lot of government debt. Well, I, I think there's, uh, I think there's uh, deals out there. Uh, I think HSBC just uh, purchased the UK subsidiary of said bank for um, uh, one pound sterling, which I believe is about a dollar twenty-two. Hey, we could have got in on that. I could have paid cash for that. But well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I know we're all concerned about what's going to happen to the poor leadership of that bank that ultimately got them into the position that they are based on some uh bad I bet they got or bad I bet they got they bonuses. You know they did. They did manage to pay out their bonuses and luckily mm-hmm. the execs managed to cash out a bunch of stock too. It seems like how is that not insider trading to when you cash it out when you know it's getting ready to crash. Here's what I know. Part of the problem is we keep uh privatizing all of the uh all of the upside and trying to socialize all the risk and that mm-hmm. is not capitalism by any stretch of the imagination and uh you know we need to have some type of look back period on on these transactions i mean uh whether it's incompetence or criminal intent functionally doesn't make much difference to me and to, you know the result is the same i mean I agree this stuff that. is just it's it's awful man i I don't know what else to say. Well, I mean, we waste billions of dollars fighting a war that it ain't in our business to fight in the first place. I mean, because exactly what are we going to get out of having a corrupt state of Ukraine that doesn't know anything but launder money for the families of the rich and powerful? But see, here's the thing. Even if I say that, you know what, uh, it is a just cause and it's the right thing to do, and I come up with every reason why this is something that I believe in. Shouldn't we have some type of process where maybe we put things to a national vote? And if you think it's so important, you can go ahead and pay for it. Right. I agree with okay. that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think you were the one that told me actually that once upon a time, uh, there was some legislation that had been proposed where if you want uh, that would, basically say that if the u.s were to go to war 
there would be a popular vote on set. And if you voted in the affirmative, you basically were volunteering for the draft. Well, I don't think I don't think you and I had that discussion. I don't remember that one. It may be, and I don't know. You know, we talked a lot of stuff when it, I'm is on. Is that a thing, though? Well, I don't exactly remember that, but you know, I might have said it in a cloudberry moment. You know, they get the, them yeah. cloudberries get to rolling, and it's just like you don't ever know what's going to come out of our mouths. You just Actually, you know, know, Grits, it was referred to as the Ludlow Amendment. It was a proposed amendment to the Constitution which called for a national referendum on any declaration of war by Congress, except in cases where the United States had been attacked first. Right. Okay, I agree well, with all of Well, I agree with that. What I think we ought to do, though, is pass another amendment to where Congress actually has to do what they were supposed to do and not outsource everything of their responsibilities and actually have to vote on each individual line item every time the government wants to write a check. Uh, you know, here's my bigger. Uh, uh, there's another huge challenge I have here. How many regulatory agencies exist within the, the 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 governmental body of the United States on a federal, state, and local basis? And the answer is a lot. Okay, I so, I would bet you probably uh, could not list them by name for a year or two years without taking a serious concern about running out of letters of the alphabet. So I, I read earlier today and that the existing, uh, they're working on some stricter rules for washing machines. Okay. They need to uh -huh. be more energy efficient and they need to use less water. Okay. The problem is even a, even a new washing machine does a terrible job of washing clothes. Right. Okay. Old school washing machines that created a better product mm -hmm. and a better product. I mean, cleaner clothes right okay so why as we as consumers can we not choose and decide oh you know what i'll buy the very energy efficient option because right. i have a white collar job maybe i don't have uh, so my clothes are potentially not as soiled and frankly i have more time to do them right okay and and make a business case to those people who want to purchase that but mm -hmm. for other people whose primary concern is you know what i want a washing machine to do I want it to clean my clothes. Right. And that has to matter too. And I want it to last more want... than two or three years, which is the discrepancy right. in quality and, and that you... has changed. Exactly. And if you just want a really horrifyingly energy efficient washing machine, I'll sell you a cardboard box without a plug. Okay. Because ultimately, if you're not using water and you're not using power, mm -hmm. You cannot get the result that is required of said machine, which is to wash your clothes. Right. Now, I say that because, uh, because you know, there's been this outrage over, oh, they don't want people to cook with, uh, there's going to be uh, potential regulation that you can't cook with, ca uh, with gas, uh, natural gas. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm an adult. I would argue that in some ways you are one as well. Okay. Maybe not <laughs> mentally, but... Certainly in terms of the years on your carcass, you are. So why can't I, as an adult, make the decision that I want to make? Now, part of this comes from the fact that I think our schools are doing such a horrifying job in teaching people things. Mm -hmm. And at one point, you almost have to wonder if it's by intent that people can't make educated decisions because they, they – They're uneducated. They it's essentially have, what it boils down to. 
yeah, the training to do so. Well, you okay? know, the interesting thing, you know, I have... Well, one final thing here. Okay. I would like, we have these regulatory bodies. Mm -hmm. Why can't they regulate the stuff that we all actually care about? Okay, like if we have a regulatory body for the railroads, of which are privately owned in the U.S., both the rails and the trains, mm -hmm. why are we always asking industry experts for their advice if they're derailing three times a day? Doesn't seem like the right set of people to ask, actually. I agree with that. And, and at one point, I don't care about your opinion if you're the, uh, the entity that wants to be regulated. That's the cost of doing business that we, the American people, demand so that it is done in a safe fashion. I agree with that. Do you know? You know, and the government has has good intentions. And I'm sorry, I'm all riled up here. Okay? I see that, but you know, the worst nine words when in I'm the a, English language is "I'm from the government and I'm here to help." Yes, that's what we all used to think, and we used to joke about it. Well, it's the truth. But, but here's the thing: <laughs> so, you know, uh, when you drive around in southern states. In the summer, you see a lot of road gators, okay? Exploded mm -hmm. tires on trucks. The vast majority of those tires are retreads, yep. okay? The reason the retread industry exists is because the government taxes the initial purchase of those truck tires to such an extent that it makes sense to create retreads, which right. are an inferior product yep. that is less safe. Yep. And so the intent of government regulation was indeed good, but it created this whole industry that is basically selling an inferior product. Right. Now, I'm not knocking, uh, uh, you know, retread tires as an industry. I mm -hmm. only say it as an example of unintended consequences. Right. Well, everything they do are unintended. Are so, but the, the are, are so bad at predicting consequences of literally anything. And that's because the problem. The reason is is because they don't have enough smarts in the area they're trying to regulate to regulate it. Well, that, that's part of it. But the other part is being elected costs money. And for some unknown reason, we're just supposed to be so naive that we believe that huge companies just give away hundreds mm -hmm. of millions of dollars and expect nothing for it. Well, I can say this. A rural area in North Carolina... To get a house seat, you're looking at spending between three and fifteen million dollars to get elected. We got to pull the money out of politics because it's destroying this country. Oh, I okay? agree with that. The people, the people that are are, uh, I don't know if you watched any of the uh, Senate hearings. Uh, I don't watch any Twitter. of that stuff. Uh, I don't okay. watch any of that. Here's what you got to know: they they are referring to very accomplished journalists as uh, supposed journalists and all those things. I mean, really degrading, insulting ways that they're talking to, to these people. Mm -hmm. And frankly, the, the senators that are asking questions, I, I can't remember if it was in front of the senator, I think it was a Senate hearing. Anyway, the people that are asking the questions have no idea of what Twitter is or how it operates, have no idea of what Substack is and how it operates, and literally have zero idea related to the content uh, that they are asking questions about, and they look like idiots for the simple reason that they are. Well, and see, I can't speak okay. intelligent on I mean, Twitter because I don't use it. No, I'm, I'm not on Twitter either. Uh, but my point is, how can we expect good results when the people 
that are involved in the process know nothing about the content of which they are debating or discussing, how, how can we expect a good result? All they have are talking points and zero understanding of literally anything that they are trying well, to ask questions Well, I think about. you can ask questions and get talking points and get a reasonable idea of what... It, it, let's take, for example, a courtroom with a judge, okay? In each individual case, the judge might not know all the details, but the judge knows the framework and the structure. But it's incumbent upon them to read and do their due diligence so they can render Correct. a good judgment in the case. And, and with Grits. Congress, it's the same way, but it just it doesn't happen because they're more worried no, about placating their investors. Correct. That it's, is a great, great example. Can we? Uh, and, and we need to write to be, that down. You, that you said I had a great yep. example. That's the first time in our five years of doing this podcast. You know, it might happen again. A broken <laughs> clock is is right twice a day. Okay? Well, you know, you, but I, it's a great point. Well, we're talking, and along this, discuss. we talk about the green stuff, and you know that that heifer from Sweden or Norway or wherever she's from. The one that you've ruined my childhood, chick. That one that gets on my nerves so yeah, bad. Yeah, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, that one. I was watching this. Show. You know, I like the British sitcoms because you know I'm an anglophile. I want uh, everything yes. to be, you know, so so in the Edwardian area era. That's Let's you know, like Downton Abbey. You're, you're hoity polloity. Well, not really. I just like just you know, it's just the way it works out. But anyway, I was watching this show. And oh, you mean you like, oh, hold on. You, you like order, structure, mutual respect, those well, types yeah, of terrible things? Well, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, the stuff that makes sense. I do. Well, I'm watching yeah. this show, and, you know, I love my British sitcoms. And there's one uh, that Brendan O'Carroll makes called Mrs. Brown's Boys, right? And in this show, he uh, plays Mrs. Brown. Well, her grandson decided that he was going to um, go do Greenpeace or whatever it is with Greta and save the planet from those people that didn't care about it and our generation that didn't care. And, you know, Brendan said something that was really profound. And, you know, a lot of times you can take some profound statements that are made in jest that really make sense. And the, his retort, or Mrs. Brown's retort to her grandson in this show was, yeah, she said, I guess you're right. We didn't care about the environment. She said, uh, in our day, we only had milk and stuff delivered and reused bottles. Every time a baby took a crap, we didn't throw it away. We washed the diapers. Uh, and then we hung them out to dry. And when we got a drink of water, we drunk out of a hose pipe or out of the tap and didn't buy bottled water. But you're right. We didn't care about the environment. So okay. mark your calendar again, okay? Because you're totally dead on and, and it's 100% correct. Like what has happened to us? I, I mean that. Let's just think about it to your point, okay? Mm -hmm. Bottled water is one thing. Right. Okay? But we used, to, we used to reuse stuff because that was the option that you had. Right. You know what we do now? Up, up in Maine, Poland Springs... Well, they're allowed to pump out, I forget how many millions of gallons of water out of a public resource and privatize the profits. Hmm. Okay. For what? It's an industry, frankly, that doesn't need to exist. And the, the same is true of so 
Oh, sorry. The same. Uh, I don't even know how to turn this thing off, so I'm just going to rip the plug out. Um, but it, it's true of so many things. We we live in a world, specifically thinking of like the Western world, okay, mm-hmm. that is so wealthy that people can make a living eating as much food as they can. Oh, I know. Like in a competitive eating circuit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on YouTube. I mean, I just want you to think about that for a second. And OnlyFans. We have such... Ex- right. But we live in a society where there's such an extreme wealth. That's something that adds or contributes nothing is a way that someone can make a living. Okay? we People used to be able to make a living with their hands, but they needed to produce something with it. Right. Right? And the value to a large degree of what people do with their hands has and decreasing and decreasing and decreasing and decreasing. But the more wealth that we as individuals accumulate, we just mm-hmm. spend it on silly stuff. Well, and, you know, okay. that's kind of why, you know, you and I have been talking a lot of times, you know, I have been enamored with these little uh, box bulls and small houses and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, that totally makes sense because we buy, we, get, we, we are conditioned to get a job, to make money, to buy a big house, get a bigger house, so we can, all that does is perpetuate buying more crap to put in the house to fill it up. And then you've got so much junk that you can't do anything with. It just, it, 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 the, the way we do things just does not make sense. Grits, another example. Even minimalists the ri- have too much stuff. Yeah. Right. But think, just think about the rise of the storage business. We own so much stuff. It doesn't fit where we live. We have to get a supplemental location to store our stuff, our extra stuff. I mean, how – and I'm I'm not like some environmental whack job, but like how insane is that when you think about it from an overproduction and overconsumption standpoint? Well, and then the the funny thing is is you and I have a mutual friend. She used to be redheaded and – feisty she's still feisty don't know so much about redheaded anymore but she's like that they have like five or six storage buildings and i'm like you have all of this stuff and you haven't touched it or seen it in years what is the point of having it you know my dad uh who i missed dearly had some really great people in his life Mm -hmm. and uh, as a function of that they became great people in my life Okay. And so one of my dad's friends, uh, he didn't make his money until uh, a little bit later in life, but he made a lot of it. Okay. Um, And when he was into something, man, he was into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like when he had a sailboat, he had a big sailboat. When he was into. uh, You mean like how I'm into uh, my uh, statues for my comic book characters? Yes, but like a thousand times more extreme. So when, when he decided that he was going to get into uh, uh, like metalworking and stuff, he bought every metalworking tool on the planet. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm at his house, and this is after he he had purchased, uh, I believe, a model A Ford. Mm-hmm. Okay, had it shipped overseas to where he lives, and totally rebuilds this whole thing from scratch. He traveled all over Europe buying huge machining tools to build this vehicle. Okay. Then when he's done, what does he do? He builds an exact 
uh, I think quarter scale or eighth quarter scale replica mm-hmm. for his grandson of the same vehicle. Like it made it on TV and stuff. It was kind oh, of wow. a big deal. That's pretty cool. Right. And then for a while he was into motorcycles and then he was into cars and then he wanted a tractor. You know, this is making a short story very long. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. We're over there for dinner one night. I was and, wondering if uh, the story he, had a point. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, this isn't like one of yours. This has an ending. <laughs> And, and so, and so he goes. Uh, he didn't call me Buttercream. He called me by my real name. But he'll say, "So, hey, Buttercream, come with me. I, I want to show you something in the garage." And so, so we're looking at all this stuff. His motorcycles over in the corner, surrounded by hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of metal shaping machinery, mm-hmm. sailboat stuff. This trailer with this built car, this that and the other thing. The tractor's outside. And uh, and he he says to me. Hey, buttercream. He didn't actually call me buttercream, but pretend. He goes, hey, buttercream, if there's one thing you learn from me, it's that if you own a lot of stuff, it owns you. And I go, what do you mean? Like, take a look in, like, your garage, man. You got, like, six of everything. And he's like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, and that's the point. And it's always stuck with me. And you used to have a big, beautiful boat, Okay. Seems there like many so moons many ago things. now. Yeah, but there are so many things that we just we kind of have it on our list. It's like, hey, the first year when you have a boat, man, it's awesome. The fifth year you have a boat, it's like, man, I hate the boat. I don't mm-hmm. even want to go out on the boat. Well, you know, now the boat and like the you. boat, you know, you know that was my dream for a long time. I wanted to live on a sailboat and sail around the world and go to Zanzibar and drink fruity Dude, drinks sailboat was the crap like that in it you know yeah it, and then i realized the record, i support that well i realized sailboat one thing was the original tiny house it was but here's the thing at that point tiny house was not uh a thing a thing and the optimal word is tiny now i'm a big old boy right. and i weighed at that point when i bought that boat i dressed out about 490 pounds I didn't fit so good in said sailboat. Now the dad blame thing was no, sixty foot school. long, but that's a different story. It just it was long and skinny, and I felt like I was in a dollhouse, not the dollhouse, yeah, but, but, the but part, a dollhouse. Right. But the other part, as beautiful as a sailboat is, even a big sailboat, mm-hmm. the, they're just like a bathroom in a sailboat is never a large, a huge right. luxury experience. Well, a sailboat is like taking okay. a fresh new $100 bill, laying it in the toilet bowl on the top of the water, pulling the lever and watch it circle around and go down. And if you don't feel anything, you ready for a sailboat. <laughs> hey, I heard a similar thing, actually. Uh, I believe it was, a, it was a sign that I saw. It might have actually been on someone's boat. Uh, lucky enough to have some people that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that had a boat, and I believe it said "boat," a hole in the water in which you pour money. Yep. I got a sign. I'm gonna get made and put up over my fence area for my baby dog. You want me to tell Say you what it again? is? I was distracted I'm, by myself. I got a fence. You know, I'm getting a fence put up for my baby dog. Because I love my baby dog. Yeah. You know, my new baby dog. Yeah. 
So, and I was thinking about putting a fence, you know, I'm getting a fence put up and I was thinking, you know, I got to have a sign that tells people don't come in this fence and I don't want to put beware dog or something like that. So I fixed it and I'm going to have it engraved in, or what now, it's not engraved. What do they do in the wood? Burn it or whatever they do. Carve. Carve. I'm going to have them carve carve it. Burn, yeah. I'm going to find me a woodworker and it's going to say, you would be better off sandpapering a lion's ass in pork chop panties than being caught on the other side of this fence. Okay, question for you, if you don't mind, Grits. Okay. Are, are you having this engraved on a 4 by 8 piece of plywood? Because that's a really long... Like, I'm going to uh, put it on a... I'm going to make it where it goes across, up and down the whole gate, you know, like where it covers like 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 a tombstone thing. I want it to be the last thing they yeah, see yeah. before I have to drop them rascals because they're trying to invade my baby dog space. You know, we used to have a... Uh, when I was growing up, we had a pool. Great memories there. And we had a sign. <laughs> well, and about the pools, that's said, the same thing as the boat. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, but I, by the way, I... Uh, I love boats and I love a pool. Okay, whatever. So, anywho, the sign said, Welcome to our OOL. O O L. Then it said, <laughs> Notice there's no P in our pool and we would like to keep it that way. Thank you so much, the management. See, that's just funny stuff that you used to be able to buy at the pool store. Right. You can't buy that now. That's offensive to somebody that identifies as P or a cat. Easy or now, a chicken. Grits. Well, you know, they identify as everything. Now. Well, you know, I, I'm all for, you know, I don't care anything in the world. If you that's what somebody wants to do, that's what somebody wants to do. I don't care. It don't bother me. I, I have always believed in live and let live. So if I wanted to go out and wear high heel shoes. I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything of what you just said. Mrs. Buttercream walked in the room. She just got her hair cut. She oh, looks stunning. I bet she does. I still don't understand oh, how man, somebody oh, as man. gorgeous as Miss Buttercream ended up with you. I'm still working it's on it. It's tough, that. man. I'm not, I'm not, well, there's usually three options, and uh, I'm not handsome nor particularly rich. That leaves only one. Yeah, but you did pay cash for a Mercedes. Oh, correction. I am rich. <laughs> so I guess it could be that. <laughs> <laughs> you got the biggest king size bed any human on the face of the planet. Oh man, total game changer. Uh you've heard of an Alaskan king. This is bigger than that. We legit uh we have two king size beds that have been uh assembled together to create one gigantic sleeping area. I mean, it's unbelievable. I've never slept better in my life. Even when the uh, the dogs decide to join us or whatever, mm-hmm. makes no difference. And uh, it's just it's so much better than you think it could be. Man, game changer, total game changer, total game changer. What was we talking about? Yeah. You got me off of my train of thought. You know, uh, it's kind of hard sure, for me hey, to stay. Uh, hold on, are you posting this someplace where people can comment? Because I'd like for the listeners to comment and thank me for pulling you off that terrible story track that was going nowhere. You had two, two, two great things that were worthwhile today, but man, I, I sensed that story. It was, it was, you know what? It was like a, it was going nowhere good. I tell you this though, I think we need to investigate making the gourmet marshmallows. 
Have you heard about how they make powdered alcohol? No, but I do know this. These gourmet marshmallows were supposed to be my valentine from my blushing bride. And they didn't get here till the middle of March. And she ordered them before, way before Valentine's, she said. Of course, she could be lying, but she don't usually lie. And the key there is, she said. Well, yeah, but she don't normally hey, you lie. You know what? Some stuff takes time. I, I mean, don't I get me wrong. I love thing. my wife. She's about dumb as a box of rocks sometimes, but I do love her. Stop that. She, your wife is very sweet. She is. But sometimes I wonder if the elevator go all the way to the top because she's one of those flat earther people. Now, now, did you sell your sailboat because you couldn't sail around the world with her because she was afraid you were going to fall off the edge? I wasn't going <laughs> to. <laughs> I don't know if she was afraid we would fall off the edge when we got to the ice wall or if that she thought I was just going to push her off somewhere. She wouldn't go on a cruise hey, ship with me. Joke. Hey, you can't. Well, you can't joke about stuff like that. Well, it is a joke. If I mean, I am happens, joking. Sir, this is going to come. Yeah, I, mostly I know. <laughs> she, uh, well, you know, she's got her plans for me too. She's learned how to make sweet potato pies, just like Medea. She's going to bake a sweet potato pie, have me in a casket drunk the wedding rings and stuff in the hole before they bury me and be at the casino by five. You know what? I always always respect someone with a plan. She got a plan. She don't she ain't yeah, got much, she but she does have a plan. She's got a plan and it involves sweet potato pie. Yep. A wedding ring. Yep. Your untimely death at yep. a casino. Yep. And my oh and she got a Cash insurance check. That's why she got to be at the casino before five. I'm sure they'll cash that check at the casino, no problem. Oh, she'll just endorse it right over. She'll just use my American Express. Man, she don't leave should, home well, without it. Yeah. <laughs> Yours? I wouldn't leave home without it either. Hey, you know tonight's bad. It's going to be a traumafication tonight. Why? It's going to be cold. It's going to get down to 26 degrees freezing uh am i gonna have to turn on my pool pump probably my baby dog i got her sweatshirt out and i have put four extra blankets on her king-size bed so she'll stay warm well warm she will stay of that there's no doubt skinny dog needs some extra warmth like that hey you know what mrs buttercream made the other day that is so far better than I thought it would be. A tater tot casserole. I have seen those in Southern Living. Man, it had cheese, all kinds of meats and stuff in it. I ate that thing for lunch two days in a row. And then she also made a bunch of like breakfast casseroles. Yep. With, uh, I don't know, eggs and other stuff. Yep. Also delicious. And yep. then... Unfortunately, a very dear friend of mine passed away last week, uh, very unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And so um, we never really know what to do. We just know we want to help. And well, so, it's, uh, in situations we a, like that, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to know what to do anyway. Because it is. And, um, you know, we, we, we cooked, man. We, we big family. Big family, you know, uh, uh, five kids, wow. uh, probably pretty close to uh, 10 grandkids. Wow. By the Big time family. you had spouses and stuff. That's a lot yeah, of folks. So we cooked up, uh, 
Yeah, we cooked a, up a couple of really um, uh, great-looking and fantastically delicious-smelling lasagnas. And, well, I'm uh, glad you didn't you send know, it on them raw eggs like you like. Oh, man. You know, I might treat myself with a soft-boiled egg tomorrow morning. How about a hard-boiled one? No. I, I, I get I, mine I delivered. Eggs. I eat... oh, my, my neighbor, you know, we buy eggs uh, literally from my neighbor because they got a bunch of chickens. And oh, they raw? The eggs, for, uh, well, hear me out here. For a long time, the eggs were cheaper to buy from them than from the grocery store. Yeah, but I get mine already and even cooked now the price and already shucked. Wait, what? I get mine already cooked and already okay. shucked. Okay, Grits, I want to take I want to take a quick step back. Okay, about twenty minutes to when we were talking about how everybody is so lazy and nobody knows how to do anything. We were talking about water bottles yep. and milk delivery, and now yep. you're telling me you have pre-boiled eggs deshelled being delivered to your house. I do. I'm looking in the mirror. I have seen my enemy. I am reducing eye. my carbon footprint <laughs> because I don't have to use electricity to ball them. No, you are a carbon footprint. What are you talking about? Dude, you can just buy it. Oh. All right. You got to get into the soft boiled egg thing. I'm telling you. you well, you know, I don't. It don't. They don't go well. Off. They don't go well in the easy bake oven. The easy bake oven no, don't ball eggs. Like, as, as an anglophile, I thought you'd be all over it. They love soft-boiled eggs over there. Well, yeah, but, I, you know, well, they do. They they dip their soldiers in them. Yeah. You I have know. no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Toast. Oh, okay, just making sure. I know how I'm your mind cultured, goes from Chris. time to time. I'm, I'm very cultured. Well, you know, I was going to play like culture, too. Now, listen, I was going to play culture, too, and I went to New York City one time. And I stayed uh, at this nice listen, fancy if this hotel. Story does not, if this story does not have like a good ending, well, I got to figure out just how to mute you. It's not a great ending, but it does have an ending. It's just telling you the chasm of differences in down here and up there. Okay? So that's okay. the for example. So let's not tell that story. No, we're going to tell it. No, we're going to tell it. No, we're going to tell it. No, you have so many good stories. Tell another no, good story. No, you this is a good one. Of good stories. Don't tell me that one. Listen, no, this is a real good you one. You just said it was an average story. You're going to love no, this you, one. You, you literally said this isn't that good. Well, no, I'm going to give you an really example. You know, when we go to your favorite place to get... 14 seconds ago, you were saying this is not a... You were saying this isn't that that great a story. Now you're selling it's telling me it's the best story I'm ever going to hear. Well, Jazz, I'll stand. put a little All salt. Right. I'll put some of that uh, pink Himalayan salt on it. Very <laughs> fancy. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Well, you know when we go like when we go to your favorite place to get steak and eggs at the Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And you know mm. they put bread and mm. stuff on the table. It's free. It's included with what you. I eat. wish they were sponsoring us. They should. They got an excellent steak and eggs at the Cracker. Well, Barrel. if they can get rid of all the flies. But anyway, so we go to New York City, right? And they say, oh, you got to stay at this one hotel. I ain't even going to mention the name because I don't even want to plug them even if they pay me. And we're staying there. And I'm going to say this ain't no Motel 6 now. This rascal was like over $900 a night. I mean, this was a high-dollar hotel. And so we go down mm -hmm. to the restaurant to eat breakfast. And we're sitting there. And they put this basket of stuff on the table. Hey, Gritz, is breakfast included at the $900 hotel? It is not. I also stayed at it a hotel is not. like that. <laughs> and the breakfast buffet was 
almost 50 bucks per person. Dude, they put basket of little bread and stuff like that on the table. And you know down here we eat bread. We'll eat a gallon oh, yeah. of butter and bread just sitting there you waiting for everything like to happen. Gourmet like marshmallows and peeps, I know. You know what else we like? Something we love, actually. What? Grits. Oh, That's I like right. grits. Everybody loves setup. grits. Come on, man. Butter. You mm, are grits. Cream, All right, so anyways, butter, and grits. But anyway, uh, they put this... Uh, maple syrup, sugar. Oh, God. Now I'm on puke. That's nasty. But each their own. I don't cast judgment on you. I still love you, even if you are halfway crazy. But anyway, the mm. Cracker Barrel, the biscuits and stuff is included. At the Rich Hotel, it ain't. Them rascals was $64 a basket. I had a friend that went with me. She was trying to lose weight. She had a hard-boiled egg and a banana and a cup of coffee, and her bill was $34. Now, in in that hotel's defense, I mean, a, a ripe banana is really something to behold. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So help me out. Is that the end of the story? That was. I was just telling you that there's a difference, and you didn't get free refills, and that there's ticked a difference me off. between there's there's a difference between a good story and that story. <laughs> All the stories I tell are good stories. Now remember, I'm just kidding, Grit. This is the Grit Show with that heifer buttercream. Hey, I'm the headliner, and don't you forget it. I got Adobe, whatever it is. I can change that. <laughs> and you have you have the skill set to do it, which is important as well. I don't know about that, but you know what's even more important? Oh yeah. You yeah. want me to tell you? I got another story for you. This is a really oh, good. One. You're going to really like this one. I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you Never ready? Me. Okay. Never <clears throat> Here been we more go. ready. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. One one time, I felt like I was readier than this, but I'm like, I'm in top 10 ready. You sure? Because here we go. And I'm getting anxious. Top three ready. And that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between. And we gone. You've been listening to the Buttercream and Grit Show. If you were able to make it to the end of the show, you have serious mental issues. And you're probably family. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Drop us a note at grits at thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you're one of the rare listeners with opposable thumbs, go to www.thecarolinaunderground.com slash buttercream and grits. Stay crazy, motherfuckers. See you next time on the Buttercream and Grits Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.